Hi, my name is Eric. And I'm Shalila. And this is Are You Still Watching? A podcast about movies and their place in our culture. And today, and for the next couple of episodes, we are going to be talking about uh, all of pop culture, which it turns out was announced on uh, Disney Investors Day, which is, for those who don't know, uh, I think back in 2019 was the first one. In fact, I'm positive on that. Uh, Disney, like, publicized their investors call, which is normally not a public thing. Like, that's only for Disney investors to listen to. And even then, I don't think it's, like, for regular people. I think when they say investors, they mean, like, gigantic firms. But anyway, uh, they publicize it and, like, put it, they put a stream up that you could watch. And everyone on the planet watched it and lost their mind. And as a result, now it looks like it's going to be something they do every year. So the reason we were talking about it is because they announce uh, essentially every major pop culture thing that's going to occur for the next five years because Disney owns everything. <laughs> it's such an interesting fact to learn. Interesting is the most positive word I can say for that. So uh, we are going to do five mini episodes uh, that are going to lead out of this that are going to cover each of their big buckets. So the episodes that we're going to cover so you can get all the information you would ever need to know about Disney Investors Day and all the things they announced are uh, the following. We're going to do their TV properties. So this is Hulu and FX. Uh, and for those of you who just learned that for the first time, yes, Disney does own Hulu. Uh, we're going to do Lucasfilm as the the second bucket. Uh, so all things Star Wars. Uh, we're going to do Marvel as its own, which is probably the biggest announcements, I would think. Uh, Walt Disney Studios on its own, so anything involving their live action or animated, and then Pixar uh, as its own bucket. So that way, uh, you know, you can tune in to whichever ones you want, pick whatever is actually important to you, go for it. We're, we're customized content for our listeners. That's what we're doing. Boopity boop, boop, boop. Please enjoy, and as always, uh, tweet at us or tell us about what you're most excited about from Disney Investors Day. Or if what you're excited about is the continued conglomeration of uh, media <laughs> entertainment across the world. Monopolies. Yeah, if it's monopolies. If that's what you're really into, then then tell us that you're excited about that. This is a safe space. All right. Well, the mini-sode starts now. Boopity boop, boop, boop. Okay, so this is our Star Wars mini-sode. I keep saying Star War now that you've been saying that. Here's some money. Go see a Star War. Yeah, that's... I actually want to start with that. That's such a good meme. And also it's great a, It's episode. an all-timer. It really is. And, and now they've been bringing it back with like, they put somebody's face on top of Michael Sierra's who's been given money by yeah. Disney. And it's like, here's some money. Go make a Star War. I love it. I think it's great. A timeless meme. Yeah. So Lucasfilm, which is the company behind Star Wars, uh, is the next thing that we're going to talk about. This is the uh, probably second, I would argue, biggest part of the Disney Investor Day. Uh, maybe third. And yes, Disney owns Star Wars in case you have been not 100% paying attention since 2014, give or take. Uh, they own Star Wars. So they are putting a bunch of stuff on Disney+. Plus. Most of their Star Wars section was on Disney+. Plus. Uh, some of it was live action. But the big thing to take away here is they're just making so much stuff. They said that they're, I think what they... What was the total numbers? They said they're doing 10 Star Wars shows, 10? 10 Marvel shows, and 15 Disney and Pixar things. 
within like the next five years, something like that. So there's more combined Star Wars and Marvel things than other things. Yeah, but like in their totality, they're doing more stuff than like most networks do in several years. You know what I mean? Like like not streaming, like whatever. You know, Netflix obviously has a ton, but they're just building them out like crazy. So Star Wars. There's a couple of different things to note here, and it really depends on how much you care about Star Wars. <laughs> so, uh, which maybe, you know, have we ever talked about a Star Wars on this podcast? We have never mentioned a single Star War. We haven't, right? Did we we didn't cover Rise of Skywalker. No. Yo, we've never done Star War and we're AYSW. Are you still Star War? Are you Star right. War? Very important. Are you Star War? Okay, so here's something interesting. Uh, here's a little bit of, a, a little bit of color for our for our fans here. Are Chalila, do you a Star War? Are you Star War? I do Star War, but I lightly Star War. I am not a Star War, but I, I Star War. Okay. Like, you've seen the movies. Um, yeah. Do you watch Mandalorian? No. But not okay. for any reason. Just haven't gotten sure. to it yet. Do you watch the cartoons? Clone Wars? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. So, this is this is good content. This has been a build-up like, because... to the level of Eric's um, passion for it. This yeah, is my, like, ah, I'm lukewarm, well, but, but wait see, for it. But see, this is why it's interesting is because, obviously, what we've been doing lately is our, our Disney uh chronology watch the 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 Walt discussions so it's interesting to see like kind of where we differ or line up on things because i think you are fairly ooh are you ready for this for this branding i think you're fairly marvelous are you not yes yes massively yeah so we like very much line up on marvel star wars i think you're uh, still we're 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 farther gap but i think you're probably closer to star wars than you are on disney at large Oh, very much so. So the real, like, the two-minute lowdown is that I never got any Star Wars back in the day. So I only got Star Wars with the new Star Wars, like, with The Force Awakens and stuff. Um, oh. And then I, like, real quickly caught up on everything. Um, and I was like, hey, Dad, do you know what Star Wars is? And he was like, yeah, I watched the first one in theaters because it's a massive movie, you idiot. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> this one's totally on me. It's not an India thing. Um and I was like, damn, okay. But uh, after I caught up on it real quick, I was like, actually, this rules. This massively rules. And now I get like, you know, you know, you know when you love a series a lot and like your heart physically swells when you think of it. And like oh, every Christmas yes. when the movie drops, you're like, want to <laughs> hold the... Anyway, so I've become that kid now. So I'm very happy about it. But I'm not going to pretend to be on the same level as everyone who was like, I want to be a Jedi growing up. That's that my thing. heart swelling is, is so important. Right. Uh... That's awesome. I wonder if we could get your dad to find or somehow obtain a Disney, uh, 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 Indian Star Wars uh, movie poster. Because the international posters for the original films are so cool. And they're always better. Ooh, I will ask uh, him. I'm sure he does not have one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it'd be pretty hard to get. But, you know, stab in the dark. They're really cool. Maybe we'll get him so, on the podcast and he can talk about a Star Wars. That's perfect. So... Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. We'll just get both of our dads because my dad's out in theaters too. We'll put both of our dads Perfect. on. We won't be on it at all. No, no, no. They'll do the intro. <laughs> so, yes, this is of course to say that Eric, shocking nobody, does Star Wars. I am a Star Wars. Um, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, which is let me let me put this into context without giving too much information. Uh, because it's not really that important. Part of the show. Uh, part of the Disney Investors Day uh, announcements 
was that they are doing a Obi-Wan show for Disney+, Plus, which we already knew to a degree, and that Ewan McGregor is coming back as Obi-Wan, which, again, we already knew to a degree. Very exciting, though. Good stuff. In that same sentence, they announced that Hayden Christensen is coming back as Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. And I kind of had a freak out, <laughs> as Alex can attest. <laughs> uh, like the kind of thing where my dogs are kind of staring at me in concern, and she was staring at me in concern because I kind of lost my breath, and there was like a squeal sound, and then my eyes started to get kind of cloudy because I just, I kind of had like a little heart attack. Uh, and it's not because Hayden Christensen is... Like, I'm not, you know, I, I don't know if he's good or not, to be honest. I only saw him in two movies, well, in Star Wars and Jumper, and then he disappeared to a farm in Ontario, and I don't yeah. know if he's ever done anything else. Um, so I have no idea if he's good or not. All I know is he has to be one of the single most important actors of my childhood. And to hear that he's coming back and him and Ewan together filled me with such overwhelming joy that I did start to tear up a little bit. So, that is my Star Wars context. Um, so, this is why I'm going to try to go through these announcements in ascending order of Star Wars. So, how okay. many stars do you war? Mm, very quickly before you do that, can I just say Shoot. that I, I want to see, um, I hope that there is secret footage of two specific events, and those are the times that Disney or whoever the heck they sent went to meet in order Angelina Jolie to pitch being in a Marvel movie yep. and then whatever they said in that room to get her to say yes and then yep. second what they said on this farm in Ontario to Hayden Christensen to I'm, make him sign on to this okay, I want to add, add a third person to this Natalie Portman for Thor 4 yes same, same, same vibe like how on earth did you get them to commit to this because yeah leak the footage I don't know. Disney. If, if next week they announce that she's back for a padme show it'll be like i assume what they did was signed her she's the majority shareholder of disney now or something like there's just no yeah they I, gave her I, something i can't believe hayden christensen is back like they i gave don't, her the I just, keys to the Westworld theme park and she runs all the animatronics now and that's my point yeah yeah he just quit he just he went to a farm in ontario and uh he married rachel bilson and they had a child yes. and then I don't think I've, I, to my knowledge, he does still occasionally act. I would guess to keep his SAG card and stuff, but like, not really. Like, not in a way of like, you know, he's not in the limelight. And I don't even think he's in like a Robert Pattinson, let me really focus on art house stuff and kind of like get an interesting career CV together and then I can play Batman. No, no, he's out. So, yeah. And he seems very happily out. Like, that's not a problem at all. And then all of a sudden, he's back in the role that, defined his life in either a good way or bad way depending on how you look at it like shocking news i don't know that check must have been massive they must have said you can have three farms hayden <laughs> and he said great i've always wanted farms. three farms <laughs> i love farms so here's my attempt at an ascending order of interest uh, I'm actually going to start with not Star Wars, which I know is weird for everybody here, but Lucasfilm technically owns many more things than Star Wars, and when Disney bought them, they got all that stuff. So here's what I'm going to start with, number one. The fifth and supposedly final Indiana Jones, which is confusing 
because I thought hmm. that the last one was the last one. And of course, everyone else thought that the last one, last one was the last one. Turns out, this is the last one. Harrison Ford's coming back and uh, it's coming out in July 2022. I don't, I don't know anything, like I don't know anything about this movie and I would say I don't have any faith in it. Going, going prior to that meeting, I would have said, there's no way. Crystal Skull was terrible. Harrison Ford is ancient. Like, uh, he broke his ankle walking into the Millennium Falcon set in 2014. Like, he just, I, oh. <laughs> I don't know how he can play Indiana Jones. Like, he's just not, he's not capable of it in like a physical way anymore. And that's fine, but it's because he's old, really old. Like, I think he's in his late 70s, early 80s. So, I just don't see that happening. Except, here's the key. It's being directed by podcast favorite, James Mangold. What? Yep. What? If you had to pick any director to take a story of an aged, famous for playing one particular role, actor, and character, <sighs> and give him a final goodbye movie, probably, by the way, I would imagine sending him off in a way that acknowledges that Indiana Jones may not be the best guy in like a cultural mm -hmm. sense. Doesn't it seem like James Mangold's your pick? Like he's the obvious guy because of Logan. It's just Man, Logan. This is great. This is so it's good. It's just going to be Logan again. And that's awesome. I'm all for that. <laughs> like great. Awesome. Whatever. I don't care. Bring it on. I think it's going to be really interesting. I think that he is a very good person. And again, given Harrison Ford's age, this also kind of feels like this could be a swan song, right? Like it could yeah. be James Mangold swan songing both Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford. Which is not, he didn't get to do that with, with Hugh Jackman, obviously. Hugh Jackman's still a young guy. It's just, Logan is old. He was but, just pretending to be old. Right. Harrison Ford is old. So yeah. I think this could be really interesting. I, nobody knows what it's about, obviously. I think the most popular fan pitch that I have seen in the last couple of years on Twitter, which I deeply hope is the route they take, is that they end up making it about... Um, uh, well, spoiler alert if you haven't seen number four, but Shia LaBeouf plays his son, and I don't think that's going to happen Ooh, again. Nobody not, cared. That's not good. Yeah. Especially also not timely. Shia LaBeouf these yes. days. Yeah. Yes. So I don't think that's going to happen. The fan pitch that I have seen that I really deeply enjoy is they're hoping that what they do is make it about the character of Short Round from Temple of Doom basically taking over as Indiana Jones, and the greater hope being... Of course, not only getting an interesting, you know, Asian lead male in the role and, and taking on the franchise in new directions, but that you could also kind of flip the script and that what this ends up being is sort of like a, like almost like an Indiana, not Gran Torino, but sort of like a, a similar idea of like, we might actually undo those movies rather than pay tribute mm. to them, i.e. A, a story about an adult short round taking things from museums and giving them back to their home cultures, like keep it getting them from private collectors and taking them to the places they should be, as opposed to let's go steal stuff from cultures and put them in a British museum. Nice. I think that's the best conceivable version of what could be after Ford versus Ferrari. I don't really know if that's James Mangold's cup of tea, but I don't know. Maybe. Could be. Yeah. Hire the Lara Croft people. They, they kind of did that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a chance. Uh, anyway, that's Indiana Jones. Uh, other Lucasfilm stuff, 
for anyone who's ever cared about Willow, I am not that person. I'm not of the right generation. And I, my dad wasn't into it. So I guess I'm not into it. My mom wasn't into it. I don't know. But there is a Willow series coming uh, with a pilot from John Chu, who is apparently super into Willow. John Chu of Crazy Rich Asians fame. Um, and they're bringing back Warwick Davis. And that's going to be uh, uh, a whole show. So that's fun. Okay. Ascending Order. Uh, probably the biggest thing that they announced for most anybody, anybody who, if your entire relation to Star Wars is the movies is that Patty Jenkins, the director of Wonder Woman, is leading a new Star Wars movie. She's directing a Star Wars feature, as in going to theaters, called Rogue Squadron, which is very exciting for some folks. Uh, Rogue Squadron is the famous uh, uh, group of fighter pilots in Star Wars that are usually the rebel fighter pilots, uh, which is like what Luke and everybody in the movies are like flying around in. That's Rogue Squadron. So... Hmm. basically from both what they announced and she posted a very emotional video to her Twitter. I highly recommend everybody watching it. It's really sweet. As far as I can tell, Patty Jenkins has always wanted to make Top Gun and she never had the chance and she could never get it right. And now Star Wars has offered her the chance to make Star Wars Top Gun. So I, I'm into it. Like this sounds great. Like her whole yeah, video is about this. how she loves going like she literally talks about the entire video is like i love going fast i'm deeply into the idea of just like speed and i've always wanted to make a fighter pilot movie and i've never had the opportunity and i can't get it right and it never came around and then like the two best things i could imagine came to me at the same time so that sounds good i'm all for it patty enjoy like that i i it just sounds interesting and different and my guess is it's not going to be part of like a trilogy or anything, which is great. Like I like that they're still doing the one-off movies. So that'll be cool. Uh, Taika Waititi, the director of Thor Ragnarok and uh, director and star of uh, Jojo's Rabbit and many other things is making his own Star Wars movie. We've known that for a little bit, but they re-confirmed it, I guess. Yes. Uh, so that's exciting. Uh, so from here, we start to escalate into more Star Warses. <laughs> into, if you're multiple Star Warses, then maybe you care a little more. We've got a bunch of TV shows coming to Disney+. Plus, Just a ton. Some of them are new. Some of them are spinoffs of Mandalorian. The Mandalorian? The Mandalorian. Yes. So, uh, for example... Uh, Rosario Dawson spinning off of her character from the Clone Wars animated show and The Mandalorian called Ahsoka, basically playing a Jedi who survived uh, after Revenge of the Sith. For oh, those who have never watched the tradition the... of Star Wars names just being kind of like brown people names, but spelled a little differently. Yep. <laughs> Forever cool. and ever. Uh, for those who have never seen the animated show, Ahsoka, uh, the titular character, now played by Rosario Dawson for the first time in live action, is Anakin's Padawan. Interesting. Yeah, it's definitely the best part of the animated series. And the anime, let me be clear, the animated series, very good. Super duper good show. Um, I think it gets a lot of, not guff, I just think people overlook it because it is seen as a children's show, especially because of the animation style what I think is not known enough, in my opinion, is a good portion of Avatar The Last Airbender's creators went on to make Star Wars The Clone Wars. 
Like it is the wild spiritual successor cousin, etc. to to uh, Avatar. So anyway, give it a shot if you haven't for those who care. But yes, Ahsoka is Anakin's Padawan and she is going to have her own show now. They're also having another show called Rangers of the New Republic. I have exactly no clue what that is. No information. They've never said anything about it. (laughs) All I can say is they are going to all cross over. They want to do a crossover event between their shows, which to me... People were like, oh, they're doing the MCU. I think they're picking the wrong thing. Doesn't this seem like the CW? Oh, it definitely seems like the CW. The the Flareoverse. Mandalorian was their arrow. They didn't expect it to be huge, and it was. And then now they're like, okay, well, everybody gets a spinoff then, and now we're going to shove them all together sometimes. Which makes sense. Like, I, I don't know why you wouldn't follow CW's track. That It's a wildly super successful thing that they've done, and it is independent from the rest of... DC's universes Mandalorian kind of feels the same way like it obviously connects but you don't need to have watched everything else you don't need to know the lore you can jump in now and just enjoy your own TV universe first name Amanda last name Lorian <laughs> yes <laughs> love it so Rangers of the New Republic is the final one there don't think about it here's my completely uninformed pitch completely uninformed uh, uh, assumptions. This is also for you, Shalila. Have you ever seen Kim's Convenience? Yes, of course. I love that show. Great show. Adore that show. So good. So the actor who plays the father, who plays Kim Sung-il in that show, uh, whose name is Paul, uh, uh, Paul Sung-Hung Lee, he is in The Mandalorian this season. He has showed up like three or four times as a former rebel, now New Republic pilot of an X-Wing who like him and like another guy, as far as I can tell, they're like, you know, uh, uh, frontier cops, sort of. Like like in a Western sense, they're like frontier gunslingers. Like they're they're sort of out in the reaches of the galaxy where not a lot of people are and they're trying their best to keep law and order in place. Another word I think you could use for that description is a ranger. I'm assuming Rangers of the New Republic is secretly Paul Sung-Hyung Lee's new show. And I don't, I think he obviously can't say anything yet, but when he showed up in it, everyone lost their mind on Twitter and he lost his mind because he's a huge Star Wars dork, which is awesome. If you follow him on Twitter or on uh, Instagram, he does a ton of cosplay. Like he makes his own helmets and costumes. Huge Star Wars geek. So of course, being able to be in the show and be in an X-Wing model and wear the suit is like, you know, the greatest dream come true. Yeah, it's everything, right? It's like the top of what you can do if you're that kind of person. And there's something about how much people liked it and how much he's in it. He's not like one-off. If I'm remembering correctly, he's in at least three episodes now. Not not for a long time, but he does show up every now and then. I think this is going to be a show with him in it. And I think they just haven't said it yet. That's my guess. Well, I love that for him, and I also love that for us. Yeah. For those who listen to this and aren't watching Kim's Convenience, it's one of the biggest shows in Canada. It's a Canadian sitcom, and it is absolutely fantastic. Real, real And we will be coming back to it very soon when we come to Marvel. So, you know what? This, This deepens my beliefs. We'll come back to that. That is the Disney Plus Mandaloriverse. Is that what you called it? Mandoverse? I like Mandaloriverse? that. Mandaloriverse? Mandaloriverse. So now we're going to uh, take a detour here. We've also got another spinoff series, not from Mandoverse, but from Rogue One called Andor, 
which is a prequel to Rogue One starring Diego Luna as Cassian Andor, and is uh, it has Fiona Shaw in it, Genevieve O'Reilly, a couple people, and is written by Tony Gilroy of the Bourne series, Bourne Identity, etc. And it is supposed to be Star Wars's first like spy thriller show. Like that's the really hardcore. I don't know, hardcore is not right, but like that's the kind of intent here is it's going to be very intense spy thriller set prior to Rogue One. So Sick. That's cool. Into that. We've already mentioned the Obi-Wan show, of course, which again, I will tear up at the fact that Hayden Christensen is back. And then we've got a couple of other little, uh, little things to mention, I guess. Uh, they've got another animated show coming out called The Bad Batch, which is cool. Um... Uh, which is basically another spinoff of The Clone Wars. Um, I can't pitch that show enough. Maybe we should do an episode on that someday. It's good. I'm down. Let's see. They've got an anime coming, which I think is cool, called Visions. Uh, basically, Star Wars, but Visions. anime. Call uh, Wanda Vision. Yeah, I do think that's a little confusing. I will say. I think maybe it helps that they keep it housed under the, the Star Wars banner, but yeah. Um, they've got a kid series called a droid story coming, which is obviously going to be out of all the droids, which is great. Uh, they've got a Lando Calrissian spinoff series coming from, uh, dear white people's Justin Simeon. Cool. And they have, uh, the creator of Russian doll, uh, Leslie Headland is making a series called the acolyte, which is the most, I'm going to put this at the top of the list of star Wars's. This only matters if you have five or more Star Warses. So this is going to be the first show and their first non-book venture into Disney's first real original Star Wars content, where they are basically going and they're, they have a new era that is set 200 years before The Phantom Menace that they are now going to play around in. And... The very first ever things for it are launching literally, I think, next week. Uh, it's a new series of books. Ooh. And like an imprint, I guess, is a, a good word for it, sort of. Um, it's called The High Republic Era. And all the books, there's going to be a bunch of books, a bunch of comics, a bunch of young adult books, a bunch of kids, everything, is all taking place in this new era. And now we have this new series called The Acolyte, which is about the dark side emerging on Coruscant 200 years before Phantom Menace. All of this to say, I... I this is kind of cool because, frankly, I don't think we've had what I'm going to say, like, quote, new Star Wars in many, 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 many years. Even the sequel trilogy is still set in a time period that was already explored previously. So this is kind of cool. This is uncharted territory. We don't know what to expect. Bigger than that, though, it really feels like they're still testing the waters for, like, what might be popular. Uh, and we know that Ryan Johnson is working on a trilogy. And supposedly Taika Waititi is, has a trilogy, not just one film. So who knows? We could get some, some cool, weird stuff. I haven't seen Russian Doll. Everyone loves it. It's very good. I'm assuming this will be a cool show. Uh, and it will center the bad guys, which is interesting. So that is the Star Warsiest of the Star Wars announcements. But that is all of Lucasfilm. It was very exciting. That's what I'll say. That's my summary. It was very exciting. If you're in Star Wars, it was great. I have a question for you, an opinion question for you, Shalila. Sure. I was watching some of this this uh, show with some of the the investors' day with my partner Alex, and she is less. She's probably less. She has less Star Warses than you. She has seen all the movies at this point, but I would say investment might be less, maybe. 
Um, but she is watches them and, you know, suffers me getting excited about them because she's wonderful. Here's what she had to say, and I would like to know what you feel about this. She was exasperated by this section of the show. Her response to this was, Dear God, how many more Star Warses can they do? I have to now keep up with all of this stuff. Uh, and the basic feeling being like, there's just too much Star Wars. There, there, there's, there's more and more Star Wars ever and forever. And I think if I put words in her mouth, what I'm getting is she feels like she can never quite know it all. And what I offered to her was part of that is that she has the unfortunate uh, byproduct of uh, living with me in that if we are watching something, anything, you know, like we can be watching Solo, for example, and halfway through Solo, I will chuckle at something and she'll say, what are you chuckling at? And I'll say, well, that's a thing that was from the Clone Wars, which is et cetera, et cetera, right? Like just right. things that don't matter. They only matter if you have five Star Wars or more. Uh, and they're not important at all. It's just enjoyable if you do. And I think that has fed into this feeling of like, there's stuff that she's just missing and she'll always be missing unless she watches it all. But the problem is now they're putting out so much. So here's my question. Do you also find it overwhelming or exasperating with the amount of Star Wars we were getting? Okay, so I do have an answer to this. And the answer is that initially I completely agreed with her. And I think that that's a very fair emotion and I actually had that emotion twice in the past I mean I've had that countless times but twice that are relevant once I actually had that feeling when the Mandalorian got popular because I was like now it seems too much to me at the number of Star Wars that I have to watch Star Wars TV like I am kind of just like the movies are good enough for me I just don't want to get into the TV but then like it continued to get more popular. Obviously, it didn't go away. It is very much still not going away. But and I thought I would get continually more stressed about it, but I actually didn't. I was just like, actually, it doesn't matter because I can just not watch it, and other people who love it can watch it, and we will continue to love our Star Wars to the same number of Star Wars. You know, yep. like I, I, I had, I just got uneasy when it started to get really hot. And then I was like, actually, you know what? Not knowing the Star Wars that I don't know is not going to ruin the Star Wars that I know. And I actually had that feeling when I was talking to one of my friends way back when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. happened because I like all the movies, the Marvel movies, but I keep reading that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. you know, overlaps with things that have happened in the movies and that they're going to keep pulling, like they're going to make references, they're going to pull that stuff in. And I'm just annoyed because I don't want to watch that. I don't care. I don't want to watch TV of Marvel. I just want to watch the movies. And I was like, yeah, it's fair. I just don't think it's going to matter to you. Like, I don't think yeah. that you're going to miss it. And I think it's the same philosophy where I actually completely agree with her in that I am 100% not going to watch every single thing that you just mentioned. But I think my ultimate feeling is just, well, let it happen. You know, I don't think it's actually going to, I don't think it's going to matter to me. I completely agree. And I guess, you know, I, I guess I am uh, uh, biased here, <laughs> obviously. Oh, do you like Star Wars? Yeah, I think the bias here is that this is, like, to me, I, I'll soak it all up, right? Like, this is awesome. Every one of these things that's announced, I'm going to watch all of them undoubtedly, intimately, and love it all. And I, every time there's a stupid thing in the background, I lose my mind. Because that's, you know, that that's why they're putting it there. They're putting it there for the people with five Star Warses. 
What I don't believe, and this is my pushback against people who who kind of frame it this way, I don't believe that they're only making them for people with five Star Warses. In fact, I kind of intimately believe they're not making it for them with, I don't think they're the main audience. I think that's why they put stupid stuff in the background for us to notice. But as a general rule, even Mandalorian does a pretty good job of like not mattering if you've seen the rest of Star Wars. Like you probably should have seen at least the original movies, maybe, but beyond that, they do a pretty good job. Like, uh, you know, they'll, they'll introduce either characters or places or names of things that, again, maybe you know, but if you don't, it's not like they do it in a way of like, here it is, if you don't know it, you're screwed. It's more like, here it is, here's one line of exposition explaining it, enjoy. And for the most part, Mandalorian is just a return to an old school, like uh, a weekly uh, Western show. Like, here's your new town that has another problem with you and your annoying kid actor that you have with you because it's an old Western show like The Rifleman. And guess what? They're not going to like you very much. Oops, now they do. <laughs> like, and that's okay. Like, it's not... Right. I, I, I don't think that they're they're really that intense about needing to know stuff. Um, so I, that was my that was my response to Alex. And I think, you know, I, I think she'll just have to see how she feels about it. But honestly, Rogue One was one of her favorites and where we started when I started showing them to her. And she was fine with it. Like, Rogue One, I think, is a perfect example of that. You don't need to have seen anything for that show, for that movie to make sense. It even pretty well introduces you to Darth Vader. Like, it's he's just a scary villain that shows up at the end. Like, it's... it's. I think they've done a good job of that. And I think it's unique even, let's say, from Marvel. Like, if I tried to throw you into Endgame, good luck. Like, I don't... <laughs> if you've never seen Infinity War, or, or as in, if you've never seen any Marvel up to Infinity War, I don't think you really can understand what's going on. I just don't. I Maybe you can. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm not giving enough credit, but... I think it's more confusing. No, I just think you're right. Because they don't explain Doctor Strange. All of a sudden, there's just like a, here's Benedict Cumberbatch as a kind of crazy space wizard. But there's not like, there's no exposition. So I don't think it's as demanding. I guess that's what I'm getting at. So anyway, that was my, that was just my little, my little question for you. We'll see how all of these Star Wars things take, uh, uh, stand out. I'm very excited for Patty Jenkins' movie. I think more than anything. And of course, to see Hayden Christensen back. So that's our Star Wars mini-sode, and we will see you back here for the next one. Boop, 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 boop. All right. Thank you for listening to our Disney Investor Day episode. Uh, this has been one of several episodes. Uh, if you enjoyed the Investor's Day episodes and uh, you'd like to talk with us about any of the things that they announced, uh, you can either follow us and or tweet at us at... A-Y-S-W pod uh, on Twitter. Uh, you'll also find Shaliba and I's Twitter accounts on there as well. Alternatively, we are on Patreon, uh, which is patreon.com slash A-Y-S-W. We would love to uh, have your support if you want so that we can keep delivering these super professional products straight to your ears. Uh, and we will see you for our next episode, which will either be a continuation of our Disney series called The Walt Discussions uh, or something else. We don't really know what because there's still no movies coming out, but we'll let you know. Until then, see you next time, everybody.